0: This Zone Sports Report starts right right now.
1: Welcome in to the Zone Sports Report. I'm Eric Jensen. On 97.5, 1280, the zone tonight at 7 p.m., the Jazz take on the Warriors. Seven straight wins for the Jazz. In the last five games, Donovan Mitchell, 27 points per game. Later this week on the Zone Sports Network, Aggie basketball Monday at 7 p.m. against UNLV. And then again Wednesday against UNLV. Tip-off for that one at 9 p.m. Utah men's basketball playing at Washington 2 p.m. Sunday. BYU back in action this week. Wednesday against Pepperdine. And finally tomorrow, conference championship week in the NFL, in the AFC, Chiefs, Bills, that game on CBS at 440, Patrick Mahomes cleared to play in that one in the nfc aaron Rodgers versus tom brady tampa bay buccaneers versus green bay packers on fox that game at 105 now back to utah car sense with austin horton on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network
0: If you want
1: to live long, they have no use for Thanks to
0: Eric Jensen you're for dead, the sports dead, report there. Dead, this being the sports station, of course. Uh, need to not neglect our sports news uh, here on Utah Carson. Well done. Welcome back. Hour number two. I'm Austin Horton here with Josh Goldsmith, the service manager of the Southtown store in the Auto Mall. Josh, once again, thanks for uh, joining us. Good to have you back on the show. What did you miss most about doing Utah CarSense? Oh, Josh, there we go. Oh. Ask you again. What what did you miss oh. most about doing Utah CarSense?
2: Oh, you know, just being able to spend two uninterrupted hours with you every Saturday oh. is just – uh, really what i missed so i'm no, happy to be
0: back no one believes you but that's really sweet yes that's very nice of you yeah of course but my wife's favorite part of utah car sense is two hours away from me so uh, <laughs> we're balanced out there uh there we've, go. we've got the phone lines and uh, car lanes wide open for you 855-340-zone 855-340-zone looking for your questions comments or stories uh, we've also asked a poll question, your worst or weirdest parts of your car or weird car stories you have. We'd love to hear them, 855-340-ZONE. Josh, you being a service manager, I got yeah. a, a direct message here from a listener, Evan, who said he's got a couple car questions. Now, th- you're not you're not an expert in Nissan. You, of course, know everything there is to know about Subaru, but he says he's got a 17, 9, 2017 Nissan Rogue. And he, there is no oil change reminder. And he's wondering why that is. Uh, it's been 6,000 miles since their last oil change because there was no indicator that popped up. And I can't imagine that a car in this day and age, especially one that's you know built so recently as 2016, being a 17 Nissan Rogue, wouldn't have that little oil can that pops up when it's time to get an oil change. Have you ran into something like that? <sighs>
2: You know, I, I have seen kind of some, some crazy things, but I would be a little surprised that if it does not, it may just be something that needs to be set. Uh. Um, I, I would recommend that this person get an oil change because I know uh, Nissan's, de- depending on the, the motor that's in there, uh, does recommend an oil change every 3,000 to 5,000 miles. Um, being at 6,000 miles, I am uh, again, surprised that they don't have a reminder being that far past, um, Subaru, obviously awesome with their Starlink technology. People will get a notification on their phone, um, through the Starlink app, but then there is also a reminder in vehicle as well, if they get that far past. Um, but again, we do recommend that, uh, unfortunately, the making sure to stay up on that routine maintenance is the customer's uh, responsibility. So making sure that you're keeping an eye on that uh, oil change sticker. Hopefully they are providing you when you get your oil change that they normally put up in your window. Uh, But I would definitely recommend getting an oil change and and definitely ask them about uh, setting a reminder in, in vehicle because most of them should have it at this point, I would think.
0: Yeah, I think, I think you're right. It might be a, a matter of whoever changed the wheel last didn't reset that, uh, that little computer in there that would indicate that it was time to get an oil change again. Because, like you said, uh, m- my Subaru, it doesn't just text me or, or email me when it's time for an oil change. When the windshield washer fluid gets low, it says, hey, you're running. And it's not you're out. It says you're running low. You might want to get this uh, filled back up. It's all kinds of stuff. The computers in yeah. cars these days tell you everything that, that you. they try to get ahead of maintenance before it becomes a huge major repair.
2: Exactly. And and we obviously do our best to make sure that we stay on top of customers' uh, maintenance as best we can uh, to make sure that they're taking the best care of their cars. Because the the it, in the long run, it costs a lot less money to do the routine maintenance, to do your 30,000 mile service, to your 60,000 mile, your 90,000 mile service. Uh, than it is to have to replace a short block in the long run, unfortunately. Uh, and with as as kind of high tech as these cars are, there's even software updates for the head units that'll make it a lot easier, kind of like there are for your phones. Uh, so the the more on top of that routine maintenance you can be, the the longer you're going to get out of that car. Uh, and makes a lot more sense for a lot of people to to stay on top of that routine maintenance. Those expenses that you know you can expect, rather than the the motor blowing because you ran out of
0: oil yeah absolutely now uh i i don't know the answer to this i assume it's yes but could he with a nissan still come in and get a full service oil change there at mark miller
2: absolutely uh our quick lube our express lube technicians are trained uh obviously to spe- specify in subaru uh but at at the end of the day for the most part a car is a car and nissan's not too far off we also have a really great used car technician that does oil changes on all kinds of cars all the time so we if if there's one that's a little tricky we normally just kick it over to him but we are open to any make and model uh, and would love to help you so
0: cool so you don't have to have a Subaru to go get the the good people at Mark Miller Subaru's work done on your car love to hear it 855-340-ZONE if you'd like to be part of the show uh the Ford Mustang Josh have you ever driven a Mustang
2: I, I have not a not one of the newer ones, but my my buddy had one in high school, and oh, wow. uh, we, we caused a f- fair amount of trouble on that car.
0: I assume that was a classic Mustang. It
2: it was not a classic, uh-huh, but okay. it was probably a, a an 03 or an 04, so definitely oh. the older body style. But it was uh, I went to Judge Memorial, which for those of you who don't know is on probably one of the steepest hills uh, in Salt Lake City, and. He he never made it up the hill in the winter, uh, <laughs> given given that the vehicle. So yeah, absolutely. He was always walking up the up the steep hill to class.
0: Okay, so now before I tell you about this story, now I feel old twice today because I pulled a muscle shoveling snow this morning in my back, Oh, Austin. Uh, and, and so I feel old for that. And then you mentioned that. When you were in high school, your buddy drove an old Mustang, and it was an 0-4, one of the old well, it's models of 0
2: What What can now be considered an old Mustang?
0: <laughs> I was graduated in high school in 4 I remember going on a trip in 0-4 and seeing the new body style in California of that Mustang and going, that is sweet, and you're thinking think of was, it as an old I beater. In, I think
2: I was in third grade in,
0: <laughs> in 4 so. Oh, my gosh. All right, so anyway, now that I feel old twice over. Uh, The next generation Ford Mustang arriving in a few short years, not really seven years in 2028 is going to be an all electric Mustang. It's called the uh, Ford Mustang lithium, obviously Uh, the, and they're not talking about the Mach-E. This is the good old pony car cube or coupe that, that you've known and loved for over half a century. The report comes from Autoline, which sources an industry data firm called Auto Forecast Solutions, mm-hmm. who uh, says that they have inside knowledge that the sole powertrain of the 28 Ford Mustang will be all electric. Now, this oh. is this is big time news, uh, Josh, yeah. because as we see different countries and even different states in that, in this country starting the plans to outlaw new car sales of combustion engines. In some as short as five years from now, uh, yeah. there's, when you think of a muscle car, when you think of a sports car, you don't really think electric. You think six, eight cylinders with a, a massive combustion engine ready to get you going. And uh, the fact that a sports muscle car like a Ford Mustang would be all electric, I'm fascinated to see what kind of power is sacrificed to get an all electric Mustang out there.
2: My grandpa would be rolling over in his grave if he knew that. He
0: <laughs> he 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 liked the old style uh, old school muscle okay. car, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so I don't know, I, I guess it be in 7 years from now maybe batteries and and that sort of th- electric powertrains will improve so vastly that it will be able to give you that But like in the Tesla you've got that magnetic system that gives you that pep and pick up and go. Right. Right. I wonder if it'll be something similar to that in the Mustang. Cause you can't, yeah. no one's buying a Mustang with a Prius engine in it. Let's, let's be uh, real.
2: No, definitely not. And I think, I think the toughest thing to, to duplicate, I think you can get the, the torque, you can get the power, you can get that, that jump off the line, uh, may, maybe even more so with, with the electric setup. I don't know if you've driven, or, or ridden in a Tesla or one of the BMW i3s or anything like that, but those those all electrics put out some some major torque and they are really fun to drive. But what you what you miss out on is just that that good old growl of a of a big V8 or a, um, one of those big motors, and that's that's going to be the challenge to duplicate that level of the experience. I think they'll be able to get the the power and that feeling of being behind a muscle car, but. The, there's something about the, the good old growl, that noise of just a, a big, big boy engine in there that uh, is, is tough to tough to duplicate.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Well said. Uh, speaking of Ford, by the way, a, uh, a, a, the government, the U.S. agency uh, uh, above such things, the, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or NHTSA, has demanded that Ford Motor Company recall 3 million vehicles... Any guesses off the top of your head? Although you probably know the story as to what the recall will involve there, Josh.
2: You know, I I unfortunately do know, but airbags are just plaguing everyone. Jeez, uh, it is just Ford's turn, unfortunately, and unfortunately, Takata is now out of business. So I know they're I don't know specifics of it, but I think they're having to to shoulder most of that expense, if I'm not wrong.
0: So and by the way, when when do we when is the tar and feathering scheduled for the people at Takata that knew this oh, was going to be a problem? Because not,
2: not soon enough. jeez Uh,
0: yeah, Ford uh, is going to recall three million vehicles with driver side defective Takata airbags. Uh, they rejected a bid uh, by the second largest U.S. automaker to avoid a recall. NHTSA didn't is saying, Ford, you've got to do that. And the reason Ford was trying to avoid it is they were trying to say, this is Takata's problem, not Ford's. And Mm -hmm. Takata, like you mentioned, Josh, is out of business. And so the U.S. uh, agency says, yeah, it sucks. We're sorry, but, yeah, you got to take care of this. You can't have your customers rolling around out there with defective driver-side airbags. Yeah. How often are you guys still uh, dealing with airbag problems there in the service base?
2: You know, we see. It was probably two summers ago that it seemed like every car that was pulling in uh, was was due for some sort of airbag recall. Uh, it's it's now dwindled. We maybe see a handful a week. Um, Subaru obviously was was benefited and was able to get on the the recall train a little earlier. Uh, so we've now been dealing it with it for the past couple of years. So we're now getting towards the what you may call the end uh, of, of that recall. We're getting closer. Um, but So we really don't see a ton anymore. Um, ours was the, the passenger airbag uh, that was through Takata. So not the driver's side, but still um, Subaru went ahead and made sure we got those replaced and taken yeah. care of. Yeah. Uh, the frustrating thing was for a while, there was not a, a full, uh, essentially uh, a fix. And so we we've done multiple airbag recalls on the same car uh, until they eventually came out with an, a legitimate fix. But they at least wanted to get a newer version of that airbag in the car that may have less shrapnel. Um, for the for the meantime, fortunately, we're now putting the correct airbag in
0: wow. uh, that
2: is that is now safe. But airbags airbags are a scary thing, and to to think for a second that this device that is built to to potentially save your life could potentially end your life is a is a, a a tough thing to grapple with and so it's obviously a good thing that the, these recalls are being done but uh, it means a lot of work for for the retailer the Ford retailers and um, uh, obviously a very costly expense too
0: I remember when it first started uh, when the Takata recall first started Jeff talking about how he would have uh, service uh, workers, excuse me, technicians is the word, that were dedicated to just that, and that's what they would do all day every day is fix and replace airbags. And at first, it was like uh, the Hurt Locker. Uh, People were, were, and and rightfully so, these technicians were, they were dismantling a bomb and then installing a new bomb that was safer for the driver. And I think it's still that, that's still the case, but as the service manager, how often now are you seeing a technician nervous about doing an airbag versus, oh, this is old bag now for us?
2: I I mean, they've all definitely had their fair share of airbag replacements at this point. But I mean, the the good thing is that it's not like it's this unstable thing. It, it, it really is just a clip um, that they're able to pull, pull power and pull electrici- electricity from that. So it really isn't, the act of replacing the airbag isn't really all that dangerous, but when you have a, a pallet full of uh, bad airbags getting ready to be shipped back in your parts department, it's a little, it <laughs> catches you a little bit by surprise knowing that there's essentially a couple hundred bombs just sitting there that could potentially go off uh, if if something bad were to happen. So yeah. everyone, I, everyone's old hat at it at this point.
0: That's Yeah, I, I figured. My, we had a, uh, a an airbag recall in one of our old Hondas that my wife used to drive. And uh, we found out that we got the little thing in the mail that said, "Oh, you've got a recall." And the next day, my wife got hit by somebody, and th- thankfully the airbag did not deploy. Uh, but yep. that was that was that was scary. So if you've got a recall out there, the best way to go about that, Josh, is for people to call a dealership or the manufacturer of their make and model, uh, mm-hmm. not to just show up and say, "Hey, fix this recall," right?
3: Yeah, especially
2: with his with his. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of recalls out there right now, so service departments are definitely backed up. I mean, obviously Subaru, Ford, Toyota, everyone everyone's pretty busy right now. So it's you're definitely better off calling ahead, scheduling an appointment. The majority of dealerships now offer loaner vehicles. Um, so by by calling ahead, you can usually schedule one of those, to, so that you're able to go on with your day and go on with the things you need to continue to do. Uh, to make sure that it it isn't a huge inconvenience for you
0: josh clark sends in a a tweet by the way we're talking we were talking about the the new mustangs plans for a all-electric car in 2028 and he sends in a a, a picture of i assume this is he him rock crawling down there in moab in his jeep and he says there better never be an electric jeep with (laughs) a a quizzical uh, emoji and yeah, I, I don't know if that. I don't know if that community would fully embrace an electric Jeep. I don't know if that's gonna fly there. Hey, speaking of electric cars and service, Jeff uh, Jeff Miller and George Rosca have both uh, been driving and, and uh, purchased hybrid, cross-trick hybrids, which yeah. you can't really just go down to a lot here in Utah and get. You have to find a way through you guys to get those on, on the But the more question, the bigger question I have for you as the service manager is what was it and what is it like getting your guys and gals trained on how to service such a machine that can't be purchased directly here in the state?
2: Yeah, great question. So we are fortunate to be really the only retailer within the state that is able to sell them, uh, to, to sell those, those plug-in hybrids we have a number of technicians that have been sent to a week-long training uh, that Subaru puts on that specifically focuses on the the hybrid system within these vehicles that they've produced uh, and it, it's very extensive uh, these hybrids the elect the, the voltage running through these vehicles is not something to be messing around with so really all our, our the only people working on these cars are the certified technicians that we have and there's also a a whole slew probably, I mean, thousands upon thousands of dollars worth of an investment into hybrid specific uh, tools that we had to purchase to make sure that we were using the, the safest, obviously the safest tools and tools meant for these hybrids. I mean, insulated wrenches and different cherry pickers and things specifically to allow you to work on the battery. And there's all kinds of stuff that goes into uh, having to kind of retool to work on these cars that we, we haven't been used to. So I think you'll it, it's definitely costly on the repair side as well um, for us to get into it. But this is the way things are going. And we want to make sure that we're obviously a, a, a leader from a, from a service standpoint on that, which is why Jeff has put such a big emphasis on making sure that we're ready for all the electrics and hybrids that are to come. So
0: absolutely. He's Josh Goldsmith. He's the service manager at the Southtown store in the Auto Mall. Uh, for Mark Miller Subaru, if you've got a question for Josh, 855-340-ZONE, we'd love to hear it. Our poll question today is, weird or worst car stories? We'd love to hear it. And Harley is next on the guest line. Hi, Harley. Hey, Harley. Hey, thanks for, thanks for the show, guys. Uh, obviously, uh, my brain's not working today. But how can you tell when an airbag is defective? Because if it uh, if it goes off... And it's defective, then it's too late. That's a good point. If you guys seem you guys have to you know, seem to have uh, an inside uh what am I trying to say? Anyway. Kind of inside how, baseball, how do you know yeah. I yeah. didn't you know if it's defective, yeah. Josh, how do, how does Harley or anyone else find out if they've got a defective airbag?
2: Great question. Harley, what kind of car do you own?
0: Well, I don't I believe it or not, I don't even drive. I'm just okay. interested in your show.
2: Yeah, so unfor- unfortunately, there's no way to to test whether whether or not that airbag is defective. Uh, depending on the the make and manufacturer of your car, you can obviously always reach out to them, out to the dealer. They have recall lists. Uh, when when they do some sort of recall, they they recall things based off of part numbers, uh, whether they were produced within a certain time frame that is of concern. And so there's no there's no Eyeball test per se. There's no way to, it's not like looking at your tires and saying, oh, they're they're looking pretty low. I need to get new tires uh, to be able to know whether or not that airbag is defective. It's unfortunately something that they're gonna only know based off of that part number uh, that they put in that vehicle. So calling your vehicle's manufacturer or a, a local dealer. Uh, is going to be the best way to find out for sure.
0: You can, all, Josh. You can also. There's, there's, there's some info at uh, SaferCar.gov as well, right? Where, yep. You can put in your VIN number, and it might show the Takata airbag recall. But there's also a, a link at SaferCar.gov that you can click on for more information about specifically the Takata airbag
2: recall and the vehicles and makes that have been been affected for yeah. sure. A yeah.
0: hey, great show, guys. Thanks, Harley. Good question. Thanks, Harley. And yeah, I would encourage. It, it's never a bad idea when you when you hear about a recall uh, from, uh, let's say it's a Ford F-150 recall. But you drive a 250, why not go to SaferCar.gov, put in your VIN just in case, you know, just yep. just to make sure. And when it's a wide sweeping recall like Takata airbags, which are in pretty much every car, yeah, sure. that it's a it's a it's a question, and it is you're supposed to receive notification. Uh, from the, the manufacturer or, or the dealership, but people sell their cars or, lo- or you know, they're stolen or, or they, they trade them in and the, the chain of communication gets broken and you may not know for sure firsthand from the manufacturer if you have a recall. That's why they've got this website, uh, safercar.gov. Absolutely. 855-340-ZONE to be part of the show, 855-340-ZONE. Josh, uh, this is a car show, but we also get into uh, topics of transportation. And UTA recently, they had this billion-dollar plan for a tracks route uh, at the point of the mountain. So as people know, the point of the mountain, both north and southbound, depending on the the time of day, is one of the worst bottlenecks, so to speak, along I-15, along the the valley corridors. It's a nightmare. It absolutely is. And especially during all these years that they've had construction going on down there uh, in in Utah County. You'd you'd finally get over the point of the mountain and then you're stuck for another hour because of all the I-15 construction after the point of the mountain. But they had this billion-dollar plan to install tracks route, a tracks route that would go from Salt Lake Valley around or over the point of the mountain into Utah County. Well, UTA uh, rejected the billion dollar plan for a tracks route and instead is going to go with uh, some kind of bus system. It's called a Bus Rapid Transit or BRT. Uh, I don't know. And Carl Arkey, spokesperson, senior media relations specialist for UTA, says it's like tracks on rubber wheels, they are big, long buses that can carry a lot of people. They can move very fast most of the time in their own designated lane. So it's not a tracks line separate from the freeway, but it's essentially a bus uh, rapid transit lane, or they can, of course, get out of that lane if needs be uh, and and, and go across. But instead of being a billion dollars, it's going to cost – uh, about 300 or 450 million, says Carl Arkey.
2: It's a little different.
0: That's a big time change, uh, and of course, this isn't UTA just cheaping out. That that's that's good news for us taxpayers. Uh, really? that they're going to be uh, going a little cheaper on that. Now, the tracks line is probably uh, the way of the future more so than another bus system. Yeah. Um, it doesn't say in this article if those buses are going to be all-electric or, or hybrid or clean diesel. It doesn't say. Uh, that's why I, I like the idea of a tracks line better, maybe eat the cost now, because I think eventually we're going to have to install a tracks line down totally. there anyway. So why not? So I, I don't yeah. agree 100% with going the cheaper route, but we're also in the midst of a pandemic, and we right. don't need to be spending maybe a billion dollars today on that problem. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. I think the other interesting thing to, obviously, traffic is still is still an issue, but with the number of people working from home, it's obviously been diminished, so I think it'll be interesting to see over the next year, two, three years, what that, what that looks like, if there'll be continue to be a big shift in people working from home, and if, in fact, that will kind of re- reduce the, the, the bottleneck at the point of the mountain enough that maybe there's some different solutions there, but it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years.
0: Yeah, and as infrastructure changes down there at the point where the the, the prison's going to be, you know, not not yeah. it, it's going to be demolished, I assume, and they'll be building out more either homes or apartments or stores or whatever down there. The demand right now maybe isn't what it will be uh eventually for, and so they go with the BRTs now until the demand and people's by the way willingness to take mass transit rather than drive their own car. Until that goes up, maybe it is Hello. the better decision right now. 855-340-ZONE to be part of the show. We'll take our final break. But before we do, Eric, let's play part two of Jimmy Fallon's My Worst Car Experiment.
3: Uh, this one's from at Mama Lafa Fala. <laughs> what? She says, My 87 Jeep Cherokee would squirt rear window fluid in an arch like a lion spraying its territory. It would hit tailgaters smack in the middle of their windshield and startle the crap out of them. I kept it that way for 15 years. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag, my best car? (laughs) That's so so Mario Kart. That's so fun. Uh, This one's from at Never Trev. Hey, Trev, you want to go out tonight and get something to eat? Never. (laughs) Stanley, you're cool, man. Uh, he says, the wipers were broken and it started pouring out of nowhere. My friend had to take off his shirt and reach out the window to wipe the rain as I drove. <laughs> hey, I think it's raining. Hey, Fabio, it's not raining. It's fine. It's, well, are you sure? Let me, just, let me just wipe the windshield. Someone's under arrest. What? Trevor, do you want to give me a ride to uh do you want to give me a ride to school? Never. <laughs> this one's from at uh Becca Joe Nelson. She says uh when waiting in a Taco Bell drive-through, fire suddenly started spitting out from the parking brake. We had to put it out with beach towels and a cup of water the drive-through worker gave us. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you order the fire sauce? <laughs> <laughs> this one's from at NB Reith. She says, 14-year-old Honda Prelude had to continuously hold down the AC button with your finger or it turned off. Sometimes I would use my foot instead. (laughs) (laughs) So you, what? what Gas with your left and then what is going on? (laughs) That sounds good. This one's from Matt Kim Yarborough. She says, I thought it was the cutest car until it spontaneously combusted one night like a James Bond movie. It was a pile of ashes before the fire department even arrived. Brand name of the car? Pontiac Fiero. <laughs> yeah. Fiero. This one's from at Sarah Schaefer. She says, my worst car was my 86 Jetta in high school. The horn would honk when you would turn left unless you held the lights halfway between regular and high beams. <laughs> how, wait a minute. How, how, I how, did work, that that's how did you figure that out? That's, so, that's how much time we spent in our car. We're like, Whoa, I could turn the horn off. <laughs> Uh, this one's from at Laurel Verchuk. She says, I was given a loner car with a broken blinker while sitting at a light. I got hit from behind. The impact actually fixed it. There go. That's good. This last one's from at Renee Jordan 78. She said, every time I went to close the trunk, one of the doors would pop open. When I closed the door, the trunk would open again. Still my favorite car. There you have it. Those are our Tonight Show hashtags."
0: There you go, Fallon's uh, My Worst Car. You can uh, add your story here at 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. That, or if you have any questions, comments, or stories for Josh Goldsmith, the, uh, the service manager at the Southtown store, he's with us here. We'll get our final segment, final half hour next here on Utah Car Sense. Wrapping up this week's edition of Utah Car Sense here for a, a little bit. I'm Austin Horton with Josh Goldsmith, service manager of the Southtown Store. Eric Jensen is answering your phone calls for you and patching you through at 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. Now, speaking of Eric, Josh, are you an NFL guy? Do you like, do you follow and watch the NFL at all?
2: I am. I, uh, my, my team's playing tomorrow. So oh, which one? Packers all the way.
0: Why are you a Packers fan? I guess you got Midwest family, don't you?
2: Yeah, my mom's family is from just just below the Wisconsin border, and then in Wisconsin as well. So,
0: well, it's, I like uh, I like the Packers' chances. Uh, in fact, so much that I I placed a friendly wager uh, of incriminating audio on the big show that the Packers will win tomorrow. So hopefully that plays out. I've also got the Bills upsetting the Chiefs. But Eric hosts an NFL podcast called the End Zone Podcast, right? Is that the name that's the name of it? And Eric, what do you think is gonna happen in these conference championships tomorrow?
1: Yeah, I think the Packers stand a good chance, but I have a personal rule that I've seen been watching long enough to know not to pick against Tom Brady. Ah, oh, that's pretty so, good rule. <laughs> uh, that's the unfortunate part. I think I'll probably take the Bucs, honestly. Uh, the more I thought? To cover? About it. Or to win. To win. Oh wow! What's wow. the lineup for that? It's Th- got to be three or three, three and a half. I can't remember. It's yeah. three or three and a half. For um, and then I, I think the other side. I'll go the Chiefs though. I'm not totally sold that the offense is fine. I'm, I'm not totally sold that they were great with Patrick Mahomes before he got hurt. I thought they were, uh, fine, but. We'll see how it goes. I saw concerning things from Josh Allen in that Baltimore game. He looked not good, So, and like he had regressed a bit to what he was before this incredible year he's had. So I think it's the Chiefs, and I think it's the Buccaneers.
0: There you go, Chiefs and Buccaneers, and I'm going with the Packers and the Bills. So (laughs) we don't see eye to eye there at all, but you're probably right. Because oh, a, little
2: more, a little more close to home, do you think the
0: Jazz snag snag win number eight tonight? Uh, with Golden State and Steph Curry in town, it's going to be a little tougher than the Pelicans. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? I, I really, really like how the Jazz are playing right now. It's obvious that they, when they're able to get up enough three-pointers, enough of them go in for them to win games. That's that's essentially the game plan this year.
2: The math seems to add up at that point.
0: Yep. You, you shoot as many three-pointers as you possibly can, and uh, more often than not, at least this year, the Jazz have been good at shooting those three-pointers and making them, and so they win more than than they're losing. It could end, though. Golden State's uh, and especially Steph Curry, sneaky, sneaky, and fast. And yeah. the Jazz and most teams do struggle with Quick release, good uh, athletic shooting guards like Steph yep. Curry. Now he's a shooting guard, but he's a guard that shoots well. So. The
2: uh, I mean, if I think if we've learned anything this week in the NBA, uh, anything's possible. Given the fact that Cleveland beat uh, the Nets twice
1: with the with the big three out there, so
0: yeah, my Cleveland Cavaliers all of a sudden They're never safe.
1: Yeah, are we sure that the Cleveland Cavaliers are actually bad though? I'm pretty sure they're not. No, but not they saying, shouldn't be I'm better not than the Nets that, by yeah, any mean. Yeah. I think
2: Sexton is a hell of a player, but yeah, it's I mean, there's a different I mean to to come out and whoop Brooklyn, who has three pretty impressive players is a different different deal.
0: yeah, uh, i I have been a Cavaliers fan for two games. now tonight i'm a I'm a Miami heat fan. Uh, and uh, let's see. Monday, I will be a Miami Heat fan, and uh, after that, I will be a Atlanta Hawks fan. That's just the games that Brooklyn's playing for the next
1: three yeah. games. Is You're just getting just, all kinds of whiplash. Is it just James Harden? Because I've no. I've, come, I've come
0: around on Kevin Durant. No, it's super teams in general that yeah. I I just have a disdain for the fa- and and it's yeah you know, James Harden's off putting and and whatever. Uh, But I hate, I absolutely hate that he got to go where he wanted to go. Hmm. They should have shipped him to Turkey.
1: Austin, (laughs) let's dig a little deeper. Is it just because you're jealous? Is it because you just want the Jazz to have a super team someday and you know that that's probably not a possibility with with the way the NBA is loaded?
0: I wholeheartedly do not want the team I cover slash cheer for to have it easy. I don't want that. I don't. I want, and it's for in my personal life. I don't want anything easy. I want to earn, hard through hard work and trials and perseverance. What I get. So if the Jazz keep this up, if they go,
1: if they're wildly successful this year, if they end up as like the two seed, uh huh, and they make a run to say the conference finals, right? And Donovan Mitchell looks unbelievable, like a top. 15 NBA player
0: you're saying he doesn't already look like that
1: well is he Shaq like uh, no like top 10 let's say okay top 10 top 10 NBA player (laughs) and Anthony Davis gets out of his contract and says hey I want to play with that Mitchell kid in Utah you're gonna say nope I don't want Anthony Davis on the Jazz because that would be too easy I
0: would say that because that would mean Rudy Gobert has to be moved and I don't want Rudy Gobert to be moved Anthony
1: Davis, unless he's gonna take
0: the the vet men. Anthony Davis loves
1: Donovan Mitchell enough and thinks he can win a (laughs) ring here, but he takes a slightly less like big contract.
0: That and my wife is okay with me having a uh, side relationship with Scarlett Johansson are about as likely. So, uh, (laughs) in this hypothetical, I'm I'm going to say no. I would not accept the easy route with Anthony Davis. Uh,
2: Wow. Heard uh, you heard it here first.
0: 855340 <laughs> zone, but you're right, Josh and Eric the Jazz, they're they're fun to watch right now. And uh they're they're doing things. That TNT dr- disaster on Thursday was uh, oh a God. shame that look, it's hard to not be a homer or sound like a homer when stuff like that goes down. But could you maybe watch a game, Shaquille O'Neal and Chuck? Could could you maybe even it's not too much to ask you to watch a game at your job, but especially it's not too much to ask you to watch the game that's on your channel.
2: I've never felt so uncomfortable watching something <laughs> unful, as I did that interview.
0: He's he's perfect in the first half from, from three sets. Uh, it's his scoring high in a first half for the season. And he's got 28 points. And the halftime show is Zion, Zion, love Zion, 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 first, love him.
2: First one to sit, quickest player to 600 made
0: threes. Yeah. And then they get to the jazz and it's, is he a superstar? No, he, he nope. needs to be a second or third option tops. <laughs> <tubs."> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. one
1: GTFO. The one thing I have to give Shaq credit for, though, is he said it to his face. I was a little bit surprised by that. Kind of. He, no, he told him straight up to his face that he didn't think he was a good player. He also lied to him
0: straight to his face. He said that, you're oh, you're one of my Spider, spider this walk. is Shaq. I said it earlier, you're one of my favorite players in the game. He never said that. He never said that. Well, oh. maybe he still thinks that. <laughs> I think part of
1: it is he came off, but, but, spin zone for the Utah Jazz. They weren't getting nationalized before this, whether you like it or not, and they probably should have. But now that this is a thing, you know, people are – I, I bet that this game does big ratings on NBA League Pass.
0: Yeah, possibly. And that, and therefore, Shaq did his job, I guess, to, to yeah. boost that. But I, I don't care. I, I've never cared, and I don't care going forward about national media's take – uh, on the Utah Jazz unless they're uh, a writer like Howard Beck, Sam Amick, Chris Mannix, who actually do watch these games and do their homework and, and join Uh-oh. in on media sessions. And look, we're waxing way too long on this. But if you are just a, a studio anchor for a big national TV channel, you've yeah. never been in on a Zoom call media session uh, after shoot-around with the Utah Jazz. You don't follow the, the papers. You don't follow the, the radios, the, the podcasts. All you do is you look at a box score and go, oh, he, 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 uh, he shot 29% from three. Yeah, but he had 63 points. So what, which stat matters more? Right, so anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> on my soapbox here. I'm going to get down. I'm going to get down. Tune in tonight, Jazz Warriors right here on The Zone, 7 o'clock tip-off, 6 o'clock. Pre-game show. All right, back to cars real quick here, Josh Goldsmith. All right. This is an incredibly wild story right here in good old SLC. Happened five days ago in Salt Lake City. Like I said, police have arrested a man who they say fled a fatal hit-and-run accident, was found later in a stolen vehicle, and escaped custody while in the hospital after ingesting drugs. So to recap, fled a fatal hit-and-run, found later in a stolen vehicle, taken to je- or taken to the hospital, and escaped after ingesting drugs while they in the hospital. Adalberto Ozeta was wanted in connection with a January 8th fatal hit and run and multiple other warrants, including felony theft and fraud. Police officers were pursuing a stolen vehicle on the 16th and attempted to stop the car. It then drove into oncoming traffic on Redwood Road, and officers stopped the pursuit for safety reasons. Officers were able to keep an eye on the stolen car, though, until a helicopter continued the pursuit. Azeta continued fleeing on Redwood Road, running red lights, and reaching speeds of more than 100 miles per hour. Then the car got stuck, and Azeta started fleeing on foot. Now, here's where it gets wild, as, as though that weren't wild enough. This yeah. is a quote from the probable cause affidavit. Quote, Officers were able to locate the suspect Trying to conceal himself in a pile of manure in the middle of a horse corral. <laughs> the male was ordered to show his hands, but he kept them tucked underneath him. Officers had to forcefully pull the male's arms out from under him in the manure pile. Oh
2: my gosh, that is his
0: <laughs> Ozeda was taken into custody. Officers said they found meth on him. Ozeda told officers he had swallowed a balloon of heroin and was then therefore taken to Mountain View Hospital in Payson. The officers who brought him to the hospital transferred custody to Payson officers. While OZEDA was in the ICU, he was handcuffed to his bed, but he slipped out of the handcuffs and escaped through an emergency exit. Luckily, he was found a short time later and taken back into custody and currently sits in the Utah uh, Valley Jail, Utah County Jail. On all of these uh, uh, charges that you've now heard, wow! Unbelievable story. Wow! I I can't think. He was he was already up to his neck, and you know what? And then he literally yeah. got up to his neck, and you know what?
2: How did I thought this started on Redwood Road, but they took him to the hospital in Payson? Uh,
0: yeah. So he, remember, he. So let's see. Uh, police officer stolen a, a vehicle, stopped for safety reasons on Redwood Road. The the helicopter then followed the car, at which point it got stuck. Uh, it doesn't say how it got stuck, or, or on what road, but I assume it had gotten off Redwood Road and was now down near uh, near Utah County. But Redwood Road doesn't Redwood Road also restart somewhere in Utah County, or am I crazy? I
2: I, I didn't think so, but you would probably know better than I do. Uh, Beason, I'm just oh yeah, saying, Redwood Beason's Road
0: like- Redwood Road goes all the way through Saratoga Springs.
2: I'm just saying Payson's like way out there
0: yeah Payson is uh yeah way south of yeah. uh it goes Provo Springville Spanish Fork Payson uh oh. but it, you know maybe uh the uh the hospital in Provo was full you know we do have a pandemic going on It's true <laughs> and the guy that is c- swallowing heroin balloons and doing meth while covering himself in manure. Oh probably shouldn't get a bed ahead of a COVID patient. That's just Austin Horton's opinion. Uh, Also, uh, another uh, cool story in the car world is out of Hawaii. Uh, A community in Hawaii is spreading the power of Aloha after coming together to purchase a car for a hardworking security officer. It all started when Aina Townsend, a security guard from the island of Maui in Hawaii, was working at Foodland Supermarket in Kaluwi last month. While on his shift, he found a brown wallet left behind in one of the shopping carts. After opening it and figuring out who it belonged to, Townsend decided to return the wallet to its owner. I lost stuff before, too, said Townsend, who recalled several times when his lost items were never returned. I would greatly want someone to come forward and do the same if I lost something. The wallet belonged to 30-year-old Chloe Marino of Maui, who didn't realize her wallet was missing until Townsend came to return it in person that same day. She said it was just a, such a selfless act, and he, was, he wasn't expecting anything in return. He said, I wanted to return it to you so you didn't have to be without it during uh, the, the post-holiday season. While Townsend didn't expect anything in return, Chloe's husband, Gray Marino, was touched by the safe, selfless gesture and wanted others to know, so he shared the moment on Facebook. That led, of course, to uh, a a bunch of people seeing and sharing this story uh, to the point where it got shared so much that funds were raised uh, on GoFundMe secretly for Townsend. Their initial goal was $5,000. It quickly grew, though, to $20,000, which they then went over uh, and purchased a 2017 Volkswagen Jetta. And gifted it to this security uh, officer simply for returning a found wallet. Mm. That is that is really really cool. And while he good. did that's it just good karma. Uh, while 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 this Townsend guy did it just for he thought it was the right thing to do. Right now I'm always going to do it hoping I get twenty thousand dollar car. Uh, th- that's the bar that's set here, right, Josh? If
2: that's if that's your motivator, <laughs> Austin. So, yeah.
0: At least the right thing still gets done. Exactly. Yeah. The wallet still gets back to who it belongs to.
2: And that's what matters.
0: Uh, we've got a construction update. Really, really big construction update out in Riverton. A section of a major road uh, out in Riverton closed Thursday night and is expected to remain closed for the next not one, not two, not three, not four, seven months as construction of a new interchange on Bangor begins. Crews began to shut down 126 South at Bangor Highway. By uh, Thursday, by Friday morning, motorists were advised to use alternate routes or designated detours to use 126 South. The closure is expected to remain in place through August, according to UDOT. You'll still be able to enter and exit Bangor at 126 South throughout the next few months with right-hand turns, But east-west traffic on the road will be blocked at Bangor. So if you're going down 126 south, headed west, once you get to Bangor, you're going to be on a detour for until at least August. Wow. So make sure if that is a regular route for you, I would uh, suggest finding a side road that uh, no one else knows about (laughs) 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 and avoiding uh, the big-time problems there. Uh, we're coming up on the finish line this week here on the show, eight five five three four zero zone If you want to get a last-second story question or comment in with us, Josh Goldsmith with us from the Southtown store. Josh, what is the most popular vehicle being purchased or leased right now there at uh, Mark Miller Subaru?
2: Oh, you know, I used to be so, so tight with the sales managers that I, I knew the answer to this. But I, I think the Outbacks are still selling – kind of like hotcakes right now
3: yeah
2: um we've been doing uh a bunch of kind of doing lifts and bigger wheels on a lot of outbacks lately um those seem to be selling rapidly um we probably do more on outbacks than anything else but uh you know foresters are up there as well the new cross is up there um ascents are always in the mix the Southtown store sells a lot of wrx's Kind of a, little bit of a little bit of everything, but um, I don't know if you saw the news earlier in the week, Austin, but some exciting news out of the Subaru world. They are coming out with some spy photos of the Wilderness Edition, um, which is going to be, uh, I think they're doing it on the Crosstrek, the Forester, and the Outback, and it's going to be a stock lift uh, from the factory with bigger wheels, tires, wow. um, and some some other cool off-roading goodies. So we're pretty excited to to see what that looks like. We're being told we should be able to start ordering those uh coming up this fall. So
0: wow. Yeah, I'm excited about the wilderness edition already, but I didn't know they were doing a, a factory lift on that.
2: Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen we haven't seen specific uh measurements, but I I wanna say it's probably a two-inch lift, uh, one and a half to a two-inch lift. That's what we've been doing uh down at our Southtown store on Outbacks and foresters and it it just totally changes the look of that car it really it really does make it look pretty cool so
0: yeah i'm looking at the pictures now i think you're i think that's a good estimate by you one to two inches there one and a half to two inches actually yeah, but. but
2: it'll be awesome to have something that obviously the tough thing about putting an, an aftermarket lift on a vehicle is you kind of avoid those those warranties that may be in play when it comes to the different suspension components so it'll be awesome to have something that's actually uh from the manufacturer
0: uh is and the wilderness will include a taller suspension six spoke wheels knobby tires what are knobby tires
2: so knobby tires are going to be more of like a, a bfg all-terrain more of a tire you would see on like a, a jeep or a truck not a big mutter but yeah uh, something a little more aggressive
0: so it's still the the family car but you could go have some wilderness fun in the wilderness edition i love it bingo Well, Josh, it was good to have you back on the show, buddy. Don't be a stranger, and uh, we love to have you back anytime.
2: Hey, pleasure. Thanks, Austin.
0: Josh always takes good care of me, but that's not because he knows me. He takes good care of everybody. Make sure you go to Mark Miller Subaru, and uh, for your service uh, needs, your new and, and used car needs, Mark Miller Subaru should be your first and likely your final stop with the Promise Prize program at both stores. For Eric Jensen, Behind the Glass, and Josh Goldsmith over Zoom. I'm Austin Horton. We'll be back next week right here on Utah Car Sense.